We did it. We're doing Dude, it live. We're doing it live. We'll do it live. We'll I do it live. Love, that clip is it remains a classic to me. For those of you unaware, we are Market Fire Podcast. We are a business news and current mm-hmm. events podcast. We talk about business current events here. We have been on hiatus. Now, all Danny's fault. No, that's kind of true. If you've seen, I put out an apology video on what is now called All Pod Cuts, All Pod Media Cuts. Um, We have formed a uh, podcasting network, which um, we now have two podcasts, which is Market Fire, as well as a new one called Church is Canceled, which I do with my former Mm -hmm. podcasting partner from a different project called Fluffers for Hire, which (laughs) we have to burn all those episodes because... uh, (laughs) Danny refuses to work with me all the time. So we had to find, you know. So we're doing this. um, This is going to be our new deal. We're doing this live now, right? Do it live. Do it live. So we're um, currently live on, obviously, on uh, YouTube. In the future, we will be live on YouTube, Facebook at the same time, and TikTok once they approve us to do so. Um, Until then, we'll be clipping these things up for that. Yeah. So... um, what we do here is we talk about the current events in the world of business. And I think the first one that we have is my good friend, Yay, who just goes by <laughs> Yay now. Is that is as, that right? Yeah, he formerly known as Kanye West, um, the 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 former husband of Kim Kardashian West, um, attorney at law now. <laughs> He's is he gonna go fun. is he gonna go full prince? Like just go by a symbol eventually? Because didn't Prince do that? Like, name, yeah. then Prince, and then... And Prince also, interestingly, had a religious, a public kind of religious conversion. I think he was yeah. a, right. not a Seventh-day Adventist, uh, a witness, a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <clears throat> Nonetheless, um, my good friend Kanye West, or Ye West, or just yes. Ye, as I call him, right? He's in my sure. phone as Ye. Um, we hang out on our ranches, our budding ranches in Wyoming all the time. Mm-hmm. He is a, mm-hmm. He's buying parlor. <laughs> well okay um, back up why yeah. is he saying because yeah. i'm saying he's saying that he's gonna buy okay. parlor. but well, so I mean, why is he saying he wants to buy parlor? um first of all let me just say <clears throat> I, I i hear what you're saying and i hear the skepticism in your voice don't you ever doubt my boy okay <laughs> and i mean that oh i doubt respect. don't ever he he's our guy now Okay, he's one of us now. Oh, so, is he? Um, don't, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> f- fun little fact: um, the CEO of a parlor, mm-hmm. um, George Waters, or I forget what his name is, George something, is the husband of, of Candace Owens. So this is a um, just hilarious story. But the reason he is saying that he's buying mm-hmm. Robert is, or sorry, big man is skeptical mm-hmm. that that the deal's going to close. I'm not. It, no. this is sure, go like, ahead. Let, let me just explain why. This deal is nothing like Elon Musk buying Twitter, and we're going to talk about that. At some we'll point. get into that it, too, it, sure. It, yeah. And here's why it's nothing like that. Um, because he's spending $44 billion. If Kanye, if, if Ye ends up spending more than 50 bucks for Parler, I'm, I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> right? Well, uh, okay. <laughs> parlor, well, they parlor. they just finished fifty six million dollars in in funding raising, right? Parlor mm-hmm. did so. So let me explain something to you people. He will acquire Parlor 
for cheaper than a set of um, Red Octobers, brand new in box, <laughs> never worn, no creases. He will spend less. I think those <clears> go for anywhere between eight to ten thousand at the at the peak. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the his. You know when his, he was collaborating with Nike, and um, just saying he's mm-hmm. going to spend less to buy Parler. So that's what I think he's going to do. <clears throat> so my good friend Yay had a he did a little eensy weensy teeny bit of anti-Semitism. L- little so, little bit. Not only did he a little bit, but on Twitter a little bit, yeah. like social media. To the world, a little Instagram. bit. He did it on Instagram. So Instagram banned him, or they, they they booted him. But let me just make something very clear before we get into it. Myself, mm-hmm. I myself, mm-hmm. of Jewish heritage, and for those unfamiliar or uh, in disbelief, my nose. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, you realize that statement in itself. Is... But anyway, go ahead, go ahead, go well, ahead. Well, I mean, it's okay for me to say it. Um, All right. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah. So I'm just saying that uh, he was booted off of, and you know he has a, uh, I mean, better than working relationship, I guess you could say, with with Candace Owens. So um, here's me not being surprised by it. But why don't you? Why is it that you're skeptical that he's going to close the deal? Like I said, it's not going to cost him anything, right? It's, okay. He's... For the same. All right. Look. Danny and I try to stick to business, right? We don't like leaning too much unless it's relevant to business of the political right. world in here. Um, you know, of course, Ye, as you, Mr. Ye, Ye, I'm sorry, Mr. Ye, uh, yeah. Kanye West, uh, Mr. Ye, as you would say, um, or I would say, Danny, Ye, Mr. Ye for me, because yeah. I, I don't know him. Uh, Mr. Ye um, is blaming his banning from social medias accounts not because he was said anti-semitic things not just one but a couple of them okay um he's blaming it on the fact that uh and i quote here in a world where conservative opinions are considered to be controversial we have to make sure we have the right to freely express ourselves end quote now it didn't work for a previous People that we know that have been kicked off of social media platforms with large following, um, they they found Which, those people found out very quickly. Go ahead. Let, let me make something very clear. The the mistake the former president of this country made with his platform was not calling it orange. Like he should have just called it orange social. <laughs> calling it truth social was a huge branding error. He should have embraced the meme because that's the only way to succeed in in a in a breakout social media platform is if you call it truth, no one, like, it's it's going to attract old people who just figured out how to use an iPhone. But if you call it orange, you could have got me. And I'm a, I'm a get. I'm a big get. I, I have no comment on what Danny's statement okay. just is. So but... <clears throat> there was one that came out after Parler that, that was one of Trump's Getter. aides. Getter, that's what it was called. Yes, Getter. I couldn't remember what that was called. Okay. Well, but here's what all of these people have figured out. Right, right. Parler, Getter, True Social, and a whole litany of others, is it is extremely difficult to recreate Twitter, Instagram, any of these platforms, right? The only one that's been remotely successful about it in the last couple of years is TikTok, right? Mm. And that they developed a whole different way of doing it 
using video that is now other ones are emulating instagram facebook reels right youtube reels all of this stuff right so anyway my point though is is uh your buddy yay right mr yay um is gonna find out very quick if he does any research at all much like elon musk did and goes it it's it's not easy to he's not a big enough name to make uh i'm sorry uh, and he's not going to like this either. Mr. Ye is not going to like this either. He is not a big enough name to pull the number of people that he would have to pull to parlor to make it what he wants it to be. Now, let me tell you something. There's this little company out of Germany started by, it was started when two brothers had a disagreement. And one brother took the shoe company and it was called Ruda and he changed the name to Puma. And the other brother, Adi Dashler, took his company, Adidas, and it became what it became. And decades later, um, Mr. Mr. Ye, as you've been re- so kindly referring to him, and I know he's going to appreciate that. I texted him. He actually said it's really cool of you to call him uh, Mr. Ye. But... Hey, you know what? I gave respect. <clears throat> he will tell you, and other people in the marketplace will tell you, Kanye West was single-handedly responsible for the emergence of Adidas as a, as a, as a clothing company that mattered. Um, now there's been a lot of subsequent, a lot of disagreements and, you know, unhappiness between the two parties, but he is single-handedly the one who was responsible for making Adidas cool to, to kids. Right. Sure. It was, it was all, and you know, I think you were telling me you're one of your kids like sneakers. Mm-hmm. It was exclusively Nike's game and the rising tide lifts all ships. So what ended up happening was he made Adidas cool, subsequently started, and that, that just that, that um, mental space that occupied the, the sneakerhead's mind that was strictly about mm-hmm. Nikes and, 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 and Jordans. <clears throat> Jordans, right, yeah. yeah and, it, and it became, oh, we can like Nikes too, that's allowed. I mean, we can like Adidas too, because he sure. is promoting Adidas. And then guess what happened? Vans started popping off. Um, flipping Under Armour started doing exclusive deals with ball players like Steph mm-hmm. Curry, mm-hmm. and and it it it, it, it um uh, oh dude and New Balance New Balance had a resurgence as like a cool brand because I mean flipping Crocs did a did an exclusive with Post Malone, so uh, to so here's the thing while I'm more skeptical of the Twitter deal with Elon Musk, I believe that, that Ye has the opportunity here. It's a sliver of an opportunity. Let me make that very clear. <clears throat> it is one in a hundred million, one in one trillion, something, something absurd mm-hmm. like that, right? He would need a crap ton of investors. <clears throat> Look, Mr. Ye is a billionaire. His estimated worth is about $2 billion, right? It's in that ballpark. 90% of that actually coming from your aforementioned shoe deal. Right, like, yeah. like the the deal he has um, with Adidas for Yeezys, right? Yeah. Yeezys, right, is what makes up the bulk of that wealth. Not his music, right. not the right. insanity that he does with you know different people, and you know his going crazy right. every now and then and stuff like that. It's whoa, it's the whoa, shoe whoa, deal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hey, hey, 
crazy does what crazy does. My point though is, is he does not have the the money that it would take to buy this by himself. So he would have to go out and get investors. Now, is a guy like Kanye West, Mr. Ye, I'm sorry, uh, yeah. Mr. Ye, does he have just a lineup of investors that will give him money based on his business acumen? I, I don't know. I'm asking this question genuinely. Yeah, so here's what I would say. Um, my perspective is that it's, you know, he's at, hilariously, he is good friends with Elon Musk. And someone wants to ask Elon at one of those keynotes or whatever, one of those fireside mm -hmm. chats, who inspires you? And he goes, well, I mean, Kanye West. And everybody laughed, but, you know, they are friends. <laughs> um, you know, well, he's got his that. own financial problems we're going to get into in here in a little I bit. Know. But, but, but so he's but, not getting but, Elon's money. He's not getting Elon's money. But here's what I will say: There's a so this this parlor was initially funded by the Mercer family. They're mm -hmm. a family of like a it's a the, the dad Robert Mercer is like a is like a hedge fund guy, <clears throat> and they're known to be funding every you know pseudo right wing um, project. They were heavy backers of Brexit, so uh, you know it's it's just funny. It's it's interesting to me that. It seems like there's a, there's enough of an interest, there's enough of a push. Um, uh, here's the thing though, like Yeezy also brought back Gap. Who cared about Gap for the last decade until they did a Yeezy Balenciaga collab, right? And his, like, his following, I'm not doubting. They're so, they're 100% so Yeezy followers, right? The shoe heads out there. Right, the sneakerheads, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, the sneakerheads out there. I keep saying shoeheads, and Danny keeps um, correcting me to sneakerhead, and I appreciate that because um, yeah. I am not hip. Um, but the sneakerheads and his music fans, right, and even right. the people that aren't necessarily fans of his music that follow him from a celebrity standpoint. There are definitely right. Yeezy fans so, out there, Mr. Ye fans so, out there. So there's another convergence here that I, as an entrepreneur and thinker, is, is looking at. And that convergence is the, the young men of the Andrew Tate sphere oh, who, but, who, yeah. had to who had to follow him to, and I love Andrew Tate, so you're disgusted. No, you don't, but go ahead. Your dis you're disgust of Andrew Tate only makes him like me. I, I only It only makes me like him even more. Danny's just saying that to pander him. He's going to get us all canceled. We're talking about Yeezy, the former president, and, uh, yeah. you know what I mean, Andrew Tate, all in one, but, uh, our first live so, here. There's a there's a there's a meaningful cross section of young men, young sure. teenaged boys, probably the age of your sons, who like I was at a family gathering over our break, and three of my nephews were like, "Have you ever heard of Andrew Tate?" And I was like, "This is before he got bounced, right?" Uh -huh. Those kids will follow him to bum, uh, Rumble, I, I think. Let's say forty percent of them followed him over to Rumble. Right, fourteen to eighteen. Right, fourteen to eighteen year old right. men. So, there, so this, so this, so this weird cross section of like young men who are trying, who are edgy. Like because it's, but when you're a young man, it's about being edgy, and what ends up being edgy now is like liking Yay because he's sure. Right and no, I no, I get it. Tom Likas, yeah. right? If you remember Tom Likas at all, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I remember him, but I never cared for him. Let me just also say something, if I can. Do I have your permission to say something pseudo-political now? Sure, go ahead. We're doing it live. You, you can say yeah. whatever you want. I mean, we'll, we'll find out. I can't clip it out now. Everybody's going to find out who you really are, Danny. Everybody's right. going to find it out, Bubba. Right. I'm not trying to hide it. Well, I am, actually. No, <laughs> I, the opposite. I am trying to hide it. 
But this, here's what this is exposed to me from a political perspective was that really nice, you know, left of center white people, and I'm just going to say white people, and in that I'll include Jewish people, do, they have all of these ideas about supporting the black community, but they've never sat down and talked to a lot of black people. And, and the reason I know that's true is, why are any of you surprised? Okay. That is not an accurate statement, um, but all right. I'm just saying, if, if you know a lot of, and when I say black people, I'm going to now make a delineation. I'm not, I'm talking about a black guy, a brother, right? Like he has a donk, right? He's got a lifted Caprice on 30. Stop it. Stop it. You're going to go run through a bunch of cliches. It's going to get us in a bunch of trouble. Yep, okay, stop here's it. A here's a problem with that. I know these guys, right? I've known, I, I went to high school with them. I, and it's it's fascinating <clears throat> to sit down and have a chat with them and talk to them about some of their ideas. And a lot of them are informed, maybe not religiously, but socially by, you know, various characters. I don't even want to say their names because the kind of vicious attacks come after that. Okay. <clears throat> um, of a, you know, a pseudo uh, a political, a religious political movement. Um, and, uh, that tends to have some strains of anti-Semitism in it. And so no one should be surprised that there are a preponderance of African-Americans. Or black, I don't I didn't use that word ever. I say black people. Um, As you I know should. people from Africa who immigrated to America and that are... take a lot of offense to everybody else being called. Af- yeah. Yes. But we're not getting into that debate right now. No, no, no. But yes, I'm, you I'm are. You that... are right. You are. You are right. There you are... are making an argument saying the. He has learned in it's ingrained in what he's been taught for very and you are right. I grew up in South Dallas. I agree with you. That there and there was. My point though is Mr. Ye is an adult, just like you're an adult and I'm an adult. And we are responsible for the words that come out of our mouths, in this case, the words that we put on these phones, right? So that being the case. He he should be look. I believe in free speech, but that doesn't make for an accountability. Those are two different things, right? The fact is, is and here's here's the real thing that he doesn't even get. What he said that got him kicked off of the other social media platforms are also currently not able to say on Parler or Gitter or Truth. They also violate those community guidelines. So. There is no platform that has true free speech. The fact is, is when you buy it, because all of these go through the same basic two platforms to get to you, whether it's right. the iPhone, right? The, the, uh, the yeah. Apple, um, the Apple store, right? Yep. Apple app store or Google's app store, store right? Yeah. And to get on either one of those, you have to have basic community guidelines that include hate speech, right? Misinformation, all these different kinds of things. So the fact Um, is, is he couldn't say what he said on any of them. But now Parler has been, has been yanked off of all of those um, app stores at various times and they've got back on Mm -hmm. and got off. And I forget this guy's name, George Waters. I I forget what this fellow's name is. Um, Like I said, he is the, um, he he's the CEO of Parler. Oh, George he, Farmer. George Farmer, mm-hmm. the husband of Candace Owens. You know what's? Yes. This is one of those things that just hurts me in my mask. It, it hits me right in my toxic masculinity. When you Google George Farmer, the first mm-hmm. thing that like the autofill on Google is Candace Owens' husband. 
Like, well, he's not his own man. Can't be his own man. He's not. No. Look, Google I, separates things based on what people know about sure, someone. Yeah. And... Yeah. So, I, and I don't know about Mr. Farmer's business acumen, but I get the distinct impression that he was made the CEO um, of Parlor as a favor to Candace, like on the behalf of the 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 Mercers. Are like, fine. The other guy ran it in the ground, and we all got in trouble. So. Now at least the mm-hmm. CEO has a black wife, so we at least have some. Like we have a get out of jail free card. Like you know, we're doing diversity now. Kanye's not going to buy anything, and That's nobody's right. going to let him say what he wants to say. And even if right. they did, he couldn't make any money off of it. So it'd be a big, big hole of mm. money that would eventually just die out. So yeah. now, now here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Ye is going to end up acquiring Parlor. He will turn it around in the same way that he made Adidas popular. And by the way, Mm-mm. I'm a massive consumer of Adidas shoes. However, I tried putting on a pair of Yeezy 750s, the boot-looking things. They mm-hmm. look like moon boots, and I thought they were so cool. Couldn't walk in them, though. I couldn't take a step in them. <laughs> because your I mean, ankle's not supposed to... <laughs> it's supposed to roll. It's supposed to... Yeah, so yeah. listen, I have... I lived in Texas for a few years. I'm in the process of moving back finally. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that stuck with me, first of all, is H-E-B, Whataburger, all that stuff. But the real thing that really hit me where it matters is cowboy boots and why you should be wearing... Like, I wear cowboy <laughs> boots every day now. Of course. Um, if you're wearing and, blue jeans, you should be wearing cowboy boots. And, yeah, so like, I, I don't... I, here's the thing. I own Adidas sneakers, but on a day-to-day... And I keep buying them. And the problem is I never wear them. I only wear cowboy boots. This I own three pairs of the exact same Justin boots in different colors. Um, nonetheless, what I'm driving at here is I do believe he's going to closing on this deal. And the and I don't think he's – here's what's going to happen. He's going to get funding from I, – I, there's enough money out there between Peter Thiel, right? I mean, Peter Thiel's, you know – no, there's plenty of money out there, but Danny, the, the the nail in his coffin, I don't think I can even read the direct quote of the last no. one he was able to say. No, you like can't. you can't you can't like you can't say that and then turn yeah. around and get money from these big look, there are funds out there with trillions of dollars yeah, that, that write checks house, every right? Yeah, we're not your right? mom's house. <laughs> we can't get away with the stuff your mom's house yeah. does. But my point is we, is, we don't is, have a dab in the booth. right so you can't there there are trillion dollar funds out there writing checks every day to investments and stuff like that but are any of those willing to risk if you got a portfolio in the mail today that said hey we need a hundred million dollars right or we need 30 million dollars we need 30 million dollars and the guy that wants to run it is mr yay and this is his why he wants it because this was the last three tweets that he put out on social media. Like, yeah. would you sign off on that thirty million dollars? You wouldn't. It, so what? What else is interesting too is, um, you know, Ye was booted from his bank. Um, <clears throat> Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase, booted him <laughs> off of there. Like he's he was debanked, and he was on a very popular podcast called Drink Champs. And talking about that, and what I find fascinating is why did course, they boot him, J.P. Morgan Chase? Because of what he he's anti-Semitic. Ah. But what is fascinating is that they are so pro 
Jewish, um, that there is a they're not pro Jewish, right? That they um, they maintained Mr. Efri Jepstein as a client. Now I can't say his <clears> name correctly, <throat> so <laughs> I have to say Efri Jepstein. But I'm, I'm just, oh, that's hilarious. I'm just I'm just drawing this. I'm just pointing out what everybody else on Twitter has already pointed out. Sure. <laughs> but um, no, I, I completely understand what you're saying. But here's what else I will say. Kanye West did not have a sterling reputation as a sane person that was easy to work with when a multi-billion dollar clothing conglomerate, Adidas, took him on as a partner. Sure. Um, And by the time he did that deal with Gap and Balenciaga, they already, like, he was already, like, it was well established that he was a little off kilter, to be polite. There were, yes, there were a few bricks short of a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and for me to just it, here's the thing, I'm a capitalist. I'm a real capitalist, not a fake capitalist. I'm a real mm-hmm. down to the down to the bone, profit over people kind of capitalist. <laughs> Danny I'm is not. that kind of capitalist, um, but kind of. Yeah, I'm saying that just to be funny, but yes, I'm an anarcho capitalist, right? I believe in the market above basically everything. Like it's to me, it goes. God, maybe my family, but mostly just the one person, which is my nephew, and then and then the market, and then my, the rest of my family, right? Right, and then everybody else, yes. Right. Well, everybody else. It's not even doesn't a list. make the There's list. <laughs> yeah. Half of half of you makes the list. Neck up. Right. Right. Um, there's somebody out there who goes, hmm, I I've got twenty five million dollars. And I'm willing to roll the dice that investing in the parlor is going to turn it into a billion dollars. And they're going to make that bet because they already got a billion dollars. So they're happy to throw 25 at them. And I believe there's enough of those people. And there only needs to be like two or three who are like, you know, pseudo like they're, you know, there's about here's where I'll meet you halfway. If, if, if Mr. Yay was to try to, fund this like um uh what was the movie super troopers remember when they publicly funded their second movie and they were like hey we'll make this movie but only if our fans pay for it essentially we're not going to hollywood for this and they did they made it like that if mr yay crowdfunds his purchase of parlor then you got a point because he definitely has a following and getting that following to give five dollars a piece hey right or ten dollars a piece or whatever there's there's a website or two that we covered on this very program. One of them is called WeFunder. The other one is called something else. I forget what it's called. Where you can go and... Um, oh, set up a company and buy shares. Yes. Yeah. See, if he so, did something like that, he could probably where, do it. Where 30 or 40% of the company goes to, you know, the and you can go buy up shares. And then, let me tell you something. There's a company out there that was a blank check company that was mm-hmm. supposed to do a reverse merger to take another alternative social media platform mm-hmm. public, and they were in a SPAC. Now they were unable to do that because the founder of the company branded it Truth Social when he should have called it Orange. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. yes, like the the look. So I'm just saying. That's that's that special acquisition corporation still exists out there, right? Correct. It's still out there. So there is a, and I'm just, and here's what I'm doing. 
I'm connecting the dots, baby. Okay, I'm on here connecting the dots like none of you are <laughs> capable of doing because I'm a super genius and you're all plebs. Now, I'm just yeah. saying, what's going to happen is that SPAC is going to end up reverse merging with Parler and taking it public. And then Yay is going to go from $2 billion to $15 billion. See, this is why I wanted to do this live. The show is now live so that Danny can say these kind of things and y'all get to see what I've dealt with for years. Y'all now this get to not, see. Yeah. So this is not financial advice, by the way. I'm not putting <laughs> any money into this. It's going to zero. Okay. You're it's fine with the billionaire giving him $25 million, but, yeah. but you but personally. If, but if you, let's say you have $10,000 and you're thinking, oh, I could throw, you know, a thousand at this. Don't. It's going to zero. I mean, of course, we're speculating that even any of this could happen that way. But sure, absolutely. I'm ac I'm correct about literally everything all the time. Of, so. of course, that's what Danny thinks. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what the facts tend to to lay out. Um, so, what you had, you were so. Um, let's jump into this next thing. You were explaining to me in the pre-show when we were talking something uh -huh. about the Elon Musk Twitter thing and X. Um, yeah, so I still am of the opinion that Elon Musk may never own Twitter at all. I mean, here and here's look, here's part of it. And again, we kind of talked about this with Mr. Ye when it comes right. down to money. Um, look, Elon Musk is a, a billionaire, one of the richest people in the world, right? Um, any given day, estimated 200, 200 ish billion dollars, right? right? Is his estimated value. What most people don't realize is the biggest chunk of that is ownership in companies, right? The guy's not sitting on even $50 billion. He's not sitting on anything. The he man doesn't no sit on anything, right? Well, so he has no liquidity. So if he was going to purchase Twitter, he would need other people's money, and half of his investors have already said, I'm out. Now, he probably had the $54 billion, you know what I mean, at one time. But he doesn't anymore. So... um and this is one thing that I always I, I gripe about all the time on Twitter, which is when people who don't know anything about how our economy is structured, mm -hmm. we start talking about these billionaires and we should start taking their money. None of these billionaires have a penny. I bet right. you I have, I have more cash in my wallet than any billionaire has ever. Because and that's th once they take it out, it's taxed, right? So they correct. don't. So they, a lot of what you'll see is they have debt because debt is untaxed. So what they do is, you know, like something that Amazon, I'm sure, I'm sure Amazon does. I don't know for a fact. Um, we'll use them as an example is I'm sure Tesla does this too. The trademark is owned by a company that's offshore in a lower no tax. Uh, yeah. You know, no tax subsidiary. Yeah. You know, and so what happens is um, the trademark, well, the mm -hmm. Tesla, the motor, the car company, well, actually has to pay. Oh, last year we made eight billion dollars. Unfortunately, we have to give seven point nine billion to this, you know, company in Maritania, uh, you know, that they, owns the intellectual property, right? They own our IP, so. Ugh. And licensing just this. happened to be seven point nine billion dollars last year. This I know, and they have these rolling agreements between sure nonsense paperwork, which is. When I say, you know, my views tend to be pure free market, and I hate the, I mean, the term free market is enough. The, the reason I'm a, a market guy is there is so much nonsense paperwork shuffling.
that people are doing to avoid taxes, that if we just opened the market and said, you don't have to pay anymore, we're, we're going to unlock billions and billions and billions of dollars that people are spending on attorneys and accountants of, in tax avoidance, which God, God bless you. This is your, this is your God given right. But I'm just saying it's such a waste of, of time and, and human capital to, to be going after that. And, and that will get, end up invested in the market and turns into jobs and stuff like that. But I'm just, I just pulled this up on the BBC known to be fake news. Um, that's not true. X, Go ahead. The app for everything. Yeah, so, so he wants to his idea along with uh Tesla along with the what is it the Tesla robot or the you know what I mean whatever yeah, he's got Tesla, for that yeah. the yeah. Tesla bot along with cyber trucks that were supposed to come out with 3 years ago along with right. a lot of the stuff that Elon Musk says he's like oh if I buy Twitter what I want to turn it into is I, I don't know how many of our listeners would be familiar with Web 3.0, right? You got Web 1.0, which was the beginning of the internet, dial-up, where you could essentially go to a web page, not interact with it at all, or send an email. That was essentially Web 1.0. Web hey, 2.0, go ahead. You know what's crazy is uh, you know, one, of, one of Joe Rogan's guests in Web 1 was a Web 1.0 guy who was suing AOL because you were able to access CP, which is a, you can't, I can't even say the words. And, and AOL's rule was three strikes and you're out and not just zero tolerance. <laughs> and they're okay. like, we're really sorry. Like it was, but I'm just saying like, that's the that's, wild west. That's hilarious. Know. But okay. So web 1.0 was that web 2.0 was essentially what we now know as yep. social media sites. Essentially yep. we, we give, gave social media the power, right? We all check the box of accept the terms and conditions, right? right? And they own all of the data that we give them, right? Web 3.0 is what Elon Musk is really literally referring to, where essentially you have what he calls a lifestyle app, where you control all of your data, all of your videos, all of your social medias, all of your whatever, and he wants to call it X. Which is interesting because PayPal, uh, the company that he ended up merging with, t- what he he two companies merged and became PayPal, and that's what made him a billionaire. Was was he sold off to eBay or whatever? The original app that he had created was called X. It was just called X. Okay, I didn't know so that, but all right. He's bringing the brand back. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Well, it's but like, again, oh. it's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale. Again, now Elon Musk has done a lot. Big fan. Big fan of Elon Musk, but he says a lot. Very few of what he says comes to complete fruition, right? We have Teslas, we have Tesla cars, but we all know, if you know anyone that has a Tesla car, you know they're not very well-made cars, okay? They're just not. Yes, they're an electric car, but go ahead. Right, but you know, I was just gonna say, here's the funny part is, you can drive around to any like large luxury dealership Mm-hmm. And here's what you'll see in their used aisle, Teslas. Like, there's an Infiniti dealership not too far from me. I was looking at buying a, a large SUV, and um, it's like, why do you have 30 Teslas at your Infiniti dealership? Because they drive them for six months and find out they're pieces of garbage, and then they turn them in for what is a real luxury car, right? But again... Tesla, he did create cars eventually. That was a decade after he said he was going to, but he did. Right. Um, he did create 
the satellites that he said he was going to do. It took several years, and they're still not up to what they're supposed, what he said they were going right. to be. But he, but he did. There. there are satellites up there, right, that are running internet, right, and and there are people. I know people out in rural areas that are using them that gave them access to high speed, what is considered high speed internet, right, are in those areas. Yeah, so Starlink stuff. Well, people that live out in the middle of nowhere and that they yeah. get high speed internet. Now, what it it hasn't worked the way they thought it would or the way he promoted not. it. But again, so this is my point. And and eventually we'll get a cyber truck, even though uh, the inflation has caused the price of products go up so much that he they're going to be what Tesla cars were in the original, right? Originally, right. It, they're going to be very expensive. But so what he says does not always come to fruition, and especially in the timelines that he's talking about. Yeah, so that part I'll agree with. Nothing, if you look at it, like there are people who paid, I think, 10 grand to get full self-driving, and they were supposed to get it like in 2018, and they paid, mm-hmm. paid him for it in 2014, and it's mm-hmm. 2022, and they still don't have it. Of course but, not. But what I find fascinating is I don't think that Elon Musk ever set out to become a personal firebrand. Like, I don't think his goal was ever to be Elon Musk, you know, entrepreneur, right? I, I don't think right. that's his goal ever. Right. And, you know, he's, he's talked openly about having Asperger's and, you know, that's a disorder that kind of makes you awkward in social situations. Uh-huh. I, I just don't understand how this guy became this thing. Right. I think he was made out of necessity, right? Necessity mm-hmm. brings ingenuity. I think he's a really smart engineer. Not not the most genius, but he's a smart engineer. Right. And he started with a company and he became the guy that they put out in front of people. Um, because for an engineer he talked really well, right? He's very he's charismatic he, for an engineer. He um, has no formal education as an engineer. That's the part that blows my mind. Well, but again, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not a huge proponent of you have to have. I hate the whole paper ceiling thing of degrees and whatever. I'm, the I'm fact is, the man's guy. an engineer. He is. He, he, no, no, okay. I'm not disagreeing with that categorization. And I'm also just going to make a side note, a, a side point here, as a side note, and just say that I'm totally okay with the Musk family, all the Musk men going out there and impregnating everybody wall to wall. I'm cool <laughs> with it. That's why I just started calling them X Y and X Y Z and like <laughs> sure. Who knows at this point how many Musk children? Little gross, little gross. That little gross, gross. That old man Musk made a baby with his stepdaughter. Little gross. Little gross. Um, but gross. Anyway, my my point though is 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 so he was out there making these outlandish claims, and yeah. eventually most investors it comes time to pay the piper, and I right. think his original idea and you and I have talked about this before. I think his original idea was to come up with these inventive things and then sell them off to other companies like Tesla. Right. I think he intended on selling Tesla to Ford, General Motors, Toyota, somebody a decade ago and let them run with the idea. He, um, he openly said that. And he also said, if the only thing that happens is Tesla makes electric cars popular and then goes out of business, he's fine with that. Now, I don't think that's the case anymore. I would say that, you know, he said it 10 or 15 years ago and the company was still emerging. Well, now he's building these factories to build these cars and stuff like that, right? So he has to say, hey, I want to build these cars. But those manufacturing companies can easily be bought up by Ford, Toyota, Mm -hmm. any number of big companies that turn around and want to build electric vehicles out of the same factories. You know what's fascinating, though, is I think that there was a period of time where I would have said that I could imagine a Volkswagen, a company like Volkswagen acquiring Tesla because they just they're the when it comes to acquiring 
car companies and, and, and really making them profitable. Volkswagen has been mm -hmm. the company to do it. Um, you know, they've in, in my lifetime, they acquired Bentley, Porsche, which I, I always thought Porsche was part of Volkswagen, but you know, they acquired them Audi, Lamborghini. Right. So they've, they've had the track record of success with that. But I think Tesla's too big. I think their market cap is too large for anybody to come acquire them. But here's the problem. I think what Elon Musk desperately wants his sister someone to take over Tesla because he's open. I've, I've, we've all heard the, in, in, I forget what court case it was. It was in Delaware or something. And in the deposition testimony, he said something like, yeah, I really don't like being the CEO of Tesla. He's like, I'm, tr I'm desperately trying to get out of it. But he's the, of only course. Guy, he's the only guy that I think can do the job. Well, but guess what? A lot of his stockholders in Tesla want him out too, because they see everything, everything he, look, he's under SEC uh, investigation right now for that, that. doesn't count for anything. No. And I agree with you. It doesn't count. My point though, is it's a distraction to your shareholders. That's the important thing, right? right. You say SEC to shareholders and at the very least it makes them nervous. So he's under SEC, you know, uh, investigation. He's, this whole Twitter mess, right? This whole, all of this stuff is a distraction to them as a stockholder wanting to be like, hey, he's not paying attention to Tesla and running the company if all of these other things are going on. And let me just say something else. If you're a Tesla shareholder, <clears throat> as a car guy, I would tell you, I'm a little concerned that, I mean, if I go and buy a 2022 Model S or a 2012 Model S, they look the same. And you can't go and in 10 years look at a Camry or um, a Ford Taurus or mm -hmm. a Chevy Suburban and, well, I guess Suburban, but in 10 years see the exact same vehicle and you're a luxury brand. Luxury brands are usually the ones that are a little more like here's the new, the new like Mercedes is always having like an updated version right. or whatever. So, you know, like, <clears throat> and now the guy who designed, Tesla's Fisker is uh, Heinrich Fisker is the guy who designed the Model S is now coming out with his own electric brand. I mean, he's failed three times at starting a car company. So there's mm -hmm. that, but um, all this aside, you know, this is about Twitter and the X app, which he says is going to be the everything app. But here's my question, Elon, why are you selling burnt hair cologne on, on through one of your companies <laughs> and made like $3 million in a couple of days. Hey, good for him. I mean, listen, I think I forget who texted it to who, but you're like, it's like that company you like. And I'm like, no, no, no. You, you were talking about mischief, which is a, you know, we, we've done a segment on that company. Sure. But Elon Musk executes these meme products at a, mm -hmm. at a scale and speed that no, that mischief could only dream of doing. And because it's Elon Musk, everybody just goes, We'll pay for it. Right. Remember the flamethrower he came out with? Uh, it's you know. not a flamethrower, by the way. That is not a flamethrower, legally speaking. It's it a torch? What is it? Um, You know, they use those uh, roofers. Use like a torch to heat up the tar or whatever. When they're laying down a roof. <laughs> and he literally said all we did was we took a commercially available roofing torch. I don't know what the proper term is. I sure. Know, like, 10... I know like 10 guys who are roofers that are yelling at me right now, I'm sure. Right. And he stuck that in a squirt gun. That is... Uh, he took the I, body of a squirt thingamajig. I, I, shouldn't have I have no doubt. 
I have no doubt you were 100% correct. My point, though, is is he sold a crap ton of them and made money off of them, okay? Uh, and that so I think that's what he wanted to do. Like we said, from a Tesla Third standpoint, tier. he wanted to do the same yeah. thing. Hey, we figured out how to make an electric car. General Motors, you make cars. Here's that, right? Starlink satellites. Now, hey, here's a, a good way to send up a bunch of satellites all at one time. They do these two things really well and they're really inexpensive to make we can shoot up a billion of them uh you know and here here federal government or whoever it would be here you go here's the idea pay us for it so we can go on to the next thing twitter i think twitter i don't know that elon musk ever wanted to buy twitter i think it was a good hey i don't like what they're doing and i want to say what i want to say and i'm a billionaire I'm one of the richest people in the world so if i want to say i'm going to buy twitter i'm going to say it Right? right. And then he's going to turn around and go, well, OK, I really didn't want it because, look, I, Michael. And I think we talked about this with uh, Twitter before. Michael Dell sold Dell computers a long right. time ago. He went public and he sold Dell computers and they right. booted Michael Dell off of the board running the company. Right. And then the company took a nosedive because nobody knew what the hell they were doing. And then Michael right. Dell came back in and the Dell family bought Dell back and made right. it private so that he could make the changes that he needed to make to make the company profitable and Dell again, right? right? But he could only do that by taking it private again. Twitter, for Twitter, for Twitter to grow into what it needs to be to sustain right. itself over the next decade, Correct. it needs to be taken private is the belief in most people's mind, right? right? Is it needs to be taken private so there's no one second guessing your decisions and the numbers and the profits. You go, no, we're going to do this. We're going to take the six months and people are going to like it eventually and we're going to do this and this and this. Right. The problem is, is e does Elon Musk want to spend 25% of his fortune, right. even if he had access to it, which he doesn't, but right. even if he did, would you spend 25% of your fortune taking a company public and doing all of that work that you and I just said that we don't necessarily know that he wants to be a CEO of anything, right? right? Does that sound like a guy? And this whole, well, they sued him to get him to buy it. Well, and he's already said, well, okay, I'll buy it, but I'll buy it for $10 billion less than what I said I was going to buy it for. Is that, is that what happened in March? $44 billion instead of okay. $54 billion. But right. then he... He's he's filed all these things saying, well, half of his investors have backed out from the original thing. So he has a timeline, right? He has a timeline till late October to find his funding or they can turn around and take him back to court. So this whole thing was supposed to be done by now, but he's right. found a way to postpone it. Guess what? This is what billionaires do, by the way. Yeah, no, he's he's long playing them. He's going to end up buying it for if he ends up closing on it, it's going to be 30 billion is my guess. But he, here's what he exposed, or at least my belief is, is that he, he, he made the offer to acquire Twitter because he wanted to expose how fake Twitter was and it was full of bots. Sure. And his argument and his argument that he, when he didn't buy it was that it's full of bots and they're refusing to, show me how many bots they have and uh, the fact that he, i think he's done an excellent job at exposing that to the public and you know now when i tweet something political um as some of you may or may not know i you know i'm on my third or fourth twitter account i've been banned a few times um not for not for the reasons mr yay was was banned but uh you know i may have done a racism which i don't even know how is possible but you know 
against mm-hmm. someone of my own race, by the way, which is also it's still ist, Danny. It's still ist. No. All right. It's anyway, not. go he ahead. It. Um, he's only said one funny thing in his entire life, and he's a comedian. Um, this no, is a hot button topic for Danny, by the way. He gets all butter. But go ahead. Yeah, anyway, yes. Still, still yeah. Um, and anyway, what I'm just saying is, um, <clears throat> now when I tweet something, someone's like, "Oh, you're a bot." Here's the thing: before this whole thing with with Mr. Musk, no one would have ever used that accusation as a. They would have never slurred you that way. So the point is, he made some. He made he he created a mainstream awareness that the platform was overrun by bots. And the fact that there's a bunch of people who are like, oh, maybe I'm being suppressed. Like maybe my tweets are being suppressed. Mm-hmm. What's funny is if you if those people are like, that's weird. My tweets got ten, you know, a thousand percent more in, like interaction. The minute the deal was on with with Musk, they got mm-hmm. way more interaction. They got more followers. Then the deal was off. They went back to being suppressed. And now the deal's back on. So they're back like, hey, everybody's seeing my stuff again. So it's very interesting. Whether or not, and that's you know a conspiracy for for lack of a better term, but but it it feels true to me that they're probably suppressing at one particular group of people's tweets, and one particular group of people is getting banned. <laughs> and um, I, I think that you know maybe Elon's onto something in that regard. No, no, I don't think so. That particular group of people gets banned because they're the ones um, committing the things that the adults should facts. know yeah. not to do. Nope. So uh, yeah. anyway. Yeah, We've talked about, you know, two different publicly traded companies now. Um, before we get into one of Danny's really crazy stories, which is business related, I want to talk to you, Danny, about a little bit of ingenuity. I want, I want you to put you in this mindset for me, okay? All right? So so this guy gets arrested, um, and he has warrants, right? Now, he has warrants, and we all know what warrants are, right? And we get you get arrested for something stupid. You have to now deal with the warrants, right, and that kind of stuff. So this guy's defense on he was trying to pay his warrants, Danny. He was trying to pay his warrants, Danny. Um, you know how he was trying to pay for his warrants, warrants, Danny? How's that? He 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 got caught stealing catalytic converters. So okay. his idea for dealing with his warrants that he said in court after getting caught stealing. And hey, I'm just trying to do the right thing, Danny. I'm trying to get rid of my warrants and pay my warrants by stealing people's catalytic converters. Right. Some people look at a subdivision and they go, wow, look at all these people wasting their lives. I look at a subdivision and go, there's two cars per household. There's 50 houses. That's 150 catalytic. That's 100 catalytic converters. Um, 500 Uh bucks a pop. That's because I'm an entrepreneur and you're a sucker. Okay. <laughs> See, I knew Danny would enjoy this story. See, Danny, Danny has no problem with it. Danny, this guy's a hero, right? He's a capitalist. Okay. He's a, no, you know, <laughs> he is a vile criminal for stealing people's catalytic converters. I'm a private property, private property advocate. Uh-huh. I'm just saying there's a there's the reptile part of my brain that goes. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I you gotta say, hey, there's some ingenuity there. I mean, like uh, it's so. So this feller goes to court. Uh huh. And then what? He he, he he that was his excuse. He's like, uh, you know, I'm trying. I was trying to take care of my warrants, Judge. That's why I was stealing. That's why I was stealing catalytic converters. That that is that is his defense. 
That's his. See, that bam. That's his mic here. drop. See, yeah. Judge, I was trying to yeah. pay off my warrants. So he was trying to address his warrants with the court, and uh-huh. he in in the in the in the course of doing that, he got he got picked up for for stealing catalytic converters. Is that what mm-hmm. you got those? Okay. Yes. Let me just give a piece of advice to this young man, wherever you are. Best of luck in all your endeavors. You can achieve greatness in your lifetime. Now, it is Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Well, all of a sudden, the demographics of this individual have become very obvious to me. Mm-mm. No, Danny. Yeah. That's an ist. Stop being an ist. Go ahead. Right. Um, but by the way, the, the one of my friends um, used to run a security company in Memphis, Tennessee, and just said, you know, he's a very you know, forward-thinking, progressive individual, and he just said, it's one of those things that he had to move, because he's like, it was making me feel weird stuff, (laughs) because I can't, you know, I can't say what he was thinking, but it's an Uh issue. Nonetheless, do not go to court and say anything about Mm -mm. committing an act of freelance entrepreneurship. It's stupid of you to have said that. (laughs) Don't say anything to anyone. I, I, and this, you know, I, what, what you're going to notice as we move to this live stream format is I have this very strict idea of what I want the show to be. Big man doesn't. <laughs> he wants it to be other things. And uh, we're going to be locked in this epic struggle like, um, you know, Epicurus and, and the Stoics are always locked in. So it's fine. Um, and I'm just going to have to roll with the punches. I think it's stupid, but that's not the point. Um, <clears throat> it reminds me. You know, sometimes when I'm having trouble falling asleep, I listen uh-huh. to one of two things: uh, court depositions, um, and I love the ones where it's like a CEO of a billion-dollar company because they're just lying so well, and I really love that. But there's another thing which I Karen's, which is like the, you know, just like Karen's going nuts. Yeah. And my favorite one, my favorite one, big man, is a, is is a lady who called the cops. Because she paid somebody for some pipe candy. All right. And they took her money. And well, she see just... this. Are these two boyfriend and girlfriend? Like, is this? Do they live in the same building? Let's just say this: this young lady was probably no more than thirty years old. Looked like she was seventy. Okay. Looked like she was the crypt keeper on her way to the hereafter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No teeth, by the way. Um, and my guess is they weren't knocked out. They just disintegrated from the lots of pipe candy. Um, and she calls the cops and she just, and she says, well, I gave this so-and-so, I gave them $50 and they took it and they didn't, and they, I just want my $50 back. And the cop goes, so it was for drugs? And she goes, yeah, but what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> what does that do? He stole my $50. <laughs> Okay, all right. All I'm saying is this Listen, this is I an entrepreneurial show. This guy had an entrepreneurial thought. It was not a gra- legal one, but it was an entrepreneurial thought. And, and you know, we all know that I don't really believe in the law. So, you know. <laughs> Danny is an anarcho capitalist. He is a That's correct. Yeah. He is he 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 does uh follow the philosophy of anarchy will solve all of our problems. Um, no, and... I don't. Actually, that's not true, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Um... <laughs> All right, Danny. So go ahead. 
No, no, no. Continue. What were you saying? No, I was just going to go to the uh, one of Danny's favorite stories that he has listed here today is a... The Patagonia um, story? Uh, no, no, no. The water. Oh. The water. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, so this is one of our... Another a former <laughs> sponsor, but I still think, you know, as we're going through this rebrand, we're... Uh, where did I go? Here we are. Oh, there you are. Doing it live. Doing it live. Um, Liquid Death. Yes. Liquid our Death. Former, our former sponsor. Mm-hmm. Is now valued based on their investments. Based on investment to Liquid Death. They're valued at... <clears throat> Seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> I love this for them. Oh, I love this on. for them. One second, let me just pass out and die. <laughs> it's water in a can. Okay, it's not now, even really filtered water, and like it's it's tap water in a can. Let, let me make something very clear here. I was I loved this company when they first came out because their marketing yes. it was so good, and the there's always a part of me that when I fall in love with a product or a brand, it's the, the real place that it's coming from is my love is coming from a place of animosity that I didn't come up with that idea because it is so good. Now what's weird is um, they've recently come out with this thing. It's called the liquid death country club where you can send them. It's 125 K to join, but if you send them a, some a sample of your blood for I don't know how they they because it's mostly illegal to do that to just send it through the mail a wick a wiccan or some sort of witch will uh, cast a spell over it and some you sort can, of witch and you can sell your soul to them now here's the problem I have I'm a religious guy um, and um, now I don't think you can actually sell your soul that's not something I believe in I don't I mean. I think witches are probably just mentally unwell people, mentally unwell women. Let's just be honest. Um, there's like two. No, no, I disagree with Danny entirely. Course, this is get Danny again being another ist. Go okay. ahead. Keep going. I'm just saying, though, that that was the one thing like that was like all the talk about killing children, like energy drinks, like one or two kids die a year. But water is murdering everybody. Like I loved mm -hmm. all of it. But the minute you started talking about selling your soul and witches, I was like, uh, <laughs> Well, okay, the company's uh, called Liquid Death, right? So Danny is a uh, he is a marketing guy. Like, he loves good logos. He loves good branding. And that's why we went and sought out Liquid Death in our very first iteration of our, well, second iteration of our podcast, yeah. right? Um, and we went out and, and sought to partner with them because of it. Like, it was right. a unique... Um, very unique and, branding and that and, kind of and, stuff. And at that time, I had to go to Whole Paycheck to buy a case because you couldn't find one anywhere. I, I actually had to order it off of their website because there was nowhere near me that actually sold it. Now, that's not true now, but it, at, at the time. And there's a, there's a part of me that is so taken aback but, but not surprised by their move to market the way they're marketing um, there's a part of me that goes, do I need to start a competitor? Like, but no, I'm not going to. Let me tell you what's going to happen with Liquid Death. In the next four years, Liquid Death will be acquired by Nestle for two to eight billion dollars. I don't know how much, but 
that's the play here. That's the play for any drinks company, as mm -hmm. they might say in the UK, any company that's selling anything that you drink. The goal is never to like, you're never, here's what I promise you. Liquid death is not profitable. They're not making a penny. They are in debt up to their neck. They're losing money left and right. Well, they're on track to, to revenue this year on track for $130 million in revenue this year. Now that's revenue. That's not, God knows but what they're spending and they're probably bleeding the money to their original, um, they're, you know, creators and stuff like right. that. Their marketing, their marketing is so on point. And here's, let me just make this very clear. Liquid Death is not a water company. They're a marketing company. 100%. There's no reason that an aluminum can that is, you know, yes, it's a large, what we call, yeah. used to call big boy beer cans, tall right? Boy, tall, boy. tall boy, you know, beer cans. Um, tall boy beer cans and filled with tap water and, yeah. uh, you know, a cool looking skull. Tap water. Sparkling tap water. A cool looking skull on the outside, right? right. And it's so it's a marketing company that is selling two and three hundred percent marked up right. aluminum cans with water in them. And because they've got a skull on them and we live in the kind of the hipster, you know what I mean, that everybody loves marketing. And now they've jumped up to, you know, this huge amount of revenue, which I didn't know until this article that you sent me. Their original round of funding came from uh, Dollar Shave Club. Uh, the two brothers that started that way back when, which makes sense, it right? Makes kind sense of because they're they're. And now when you say that, I feel like I knew that information, but it had been deleted from my brain um, for more pertinent information about engines or something. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you're you're probably right there. I mean, it's um, I'm not surprised. You know, no. it, it makes perfect sense because Dollar Shave Clubs that that I'll never forget Dollar Shave Club Dollar Shave Club's first ad. That tracking shot with the CEO where mm -hmm. he's walking around their factory. And I mean, I think he like, you know, they take some of the stuff that they wrap pack like pallets in and he chops it with a machete. It's it's classic, dude. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to start doing a segment on this podcast. I'm just I'm just saying this out loud right now. We're on our Patreon. Where we discuss my favorite ads and just sure. like two minutes ago, big man made me talk about some dumb piece of news that he was really like, he tried to turn it into a business story. <laughs> no, it was not. But I just talking. I it was very entrepreneurial in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Muffin. So I'm just saying like he, like I went with it. I'm going to force him to be like, look at this branding. Isn't it really good? Big yeah. man and I differ so much when it comes to what we appreciate about branding. Um, I, Danny's a minimalist. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That's untrue. Go ahead. Um, but I, I will say this much. I will admit, I am a sucker. If you have good branding on something, I have bought, I purchased, I hate scotch, by the way. Hate it. Don't like how it tastes. I don't even like alcohol anymore. I've turned to one of those people who I'm just like, I'm too old for that. <laughs> give me a, give me a gummy that's going to send me to, you know, planet. The moon Sunday. and back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to drink all of this stuff and it's got to take forever, you know? Um, I bought a bottle of scotch because it had a nice brand on it. And I, 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 the bottle was a cool shape and it, like the branding on it was really good. I took one sip. It was gross. I hate it. Uh, but you got to admit, we should do that on one of our branding Patreons. And again, we're kind of, you know, we're doing it live here, but we should do that on a Patreon and talk about, because talk about branding and these big movie stars and, and basketball right. stars, sports stars or whatever, creating their own alcohol brands and stuff. Matthew yep. Conaghy has one, right? And all hey, these, listen. Mark Wahlberg has one. And yeah. you talk about marketing. Like, yeah. 
marketing. Let, let me tell you something. You're incorrect. I'll tell you, how, it's actually the reverse. A alcohol company goes, all right, um, you know, we need X number of funding, X number of dollars of funding. Mm -hmm. If we go to George Clooney and say, we're starting a tequila company, we're going we're gonna to sell you 40% of the business so you can be the face right. of it. And, and here's the thing. George Clooney made, he probably made a billion dollars on that one transaction. Mm -hmm. um, Ter Ter Terramana, which is um, um, the Rocks tequila. I hundred yeah. percent, I guarantee you. Like, and the, the, here's where I learned that, 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 that from was George Foreman said he was in a meeting where a, a company and companies would just, he would, you know, rent out a, a boardroom and various companies would come and pitch him products to say, do you want to call this the George Foreman vacuum, mm -hmm. the George Foreman headset, you know, Raycon earbuds. Like sure. Ray J has little to no marketplace value, except for he's not even popular because of his music. He's popular because, well, we all know why he's popular. Um, everybody loves a comeback story. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Well, but you're right in that I have no doubt that's the way it went. My point, though, is in the last 10, 15 years, we went from the alcohol industry has always been one of tradition, right? Yeah. That uh, these old brands that have stayed right. the same forever. And then you fast forward this transition the last 10 or 15 years with these brand partnerships Correct. and these limited edition, right, of these things. You now have these smaller brands, beer, right, right along with hard alcohol, these really cool, you know what I mean, up-branded kind of things that you didn't right. used to have, right? right? And now you have all these really cool names. And there, I guarantee you there are people out there that are buying tequila, buying whiskey, buying these different brands because of how the bottle looks than how good or not good it is. I mean, I, I, I've heard such good things about Brandon Schaub, the uh, comedian of, you know, Fighter and the Kid, about his whiskey, but it's called Tiger Thick, and I refuse to buy anything with the word thick, three C's in it. I, I refuse. I, I well look there. I I follow a podcast that uh, one of their. Job. I'm an adult. I'm not <laughs> buying anything with three C's in it. Back. <laughs> Danny's not a sports guy, but I am, um, and I follow a sports co podcast that one of the coaches they have on there on a regular basis owns his own cigar and whiskey company, um, and it's called Slapdick Cigars and Slapdick Whiskey. Um, I cannot buy Slapdick Whiskey. Can't do it. I just, I can't bring myself to type into, you know what I mean, Amazon. Y'all got any slapdick whiskey? I can't do it. No. Yeah. So I, it's, but again, getting back to where this all started was liquid death. Listen, I, I it pisses me off. But here's the thing. All they did, and, and you know, talking about a little bit about, you know, mm -hmm. inside baseball, um, you know, we're now called Market Fire uh, Podcast. Right. We're, uh, you know, part of a, we, we're, we're building this network called All Pod Media. And mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> one of the new podcasts that we're bringing on, which I'm actually half of, is, uh, is a kind of a, a podcast about church scandals. And the whole reason that podcast, the, the, the birth of it was uh, true crime podcasts are so huge. And then you take that and you and you add and you create this this Venn diagram of 
girls who like murder podcasts that wear yoga pants and drive Toyota Siennas, guess what else they do? They go to church on Sunday. So my friend and I were talking and I was like, you know what we should do is take a true crime podcast and just apply it to church crimes. It, it, like it's a winner. And all they did was um, edgy marketing. And then they said, Hey, listen, you know, these energy drinks are bad for you. And they probably are is my <clears> guess. <throat> I'm guessing they're probably bad for you. Um, did you guys well, Danny and his buddy are just missing the key component of a true crime podcast, which is a female as part of the group. But if you want to listen to Danny and his yeah. buddy talk about it, see, you need to get it. Anyway, my point, yes, you should definitely check out Danny's new show because it, uh, uh, you know, as a part owner in AllPod Media, I wanted yeah. to take off Danny. So they should definitely listen. Yeah, so we're, we're two weeks away from a formal launch. So, you know, we're going to be formally launching. I mean, we, we just did our, we just recorded our first episode last week and, you know, uh, big man edits all of our podcasts. I used to. So when we started, um, with big men, big problems, mm-hmm. I used to do all the editing and I hate editing and whined thing. like a baby while doing it. But yes, such a lie. I never whined like a baby, whined uh-huh. like a baby. And so I, I, I edited this one and I was just so excited about it. But, you know, um, so I, to relate that to what I was saying about uh, Liquid Death is simply that mm-hmm. they figured out this cross section of like people want to be healthy. But and they did a very good job of marketing to me as a man because they're like, look at all these like waters, like fruit infused. It's for chicks or whatever. They're like, how did you <laughs> like they got my goat? Like they really figured me out, you know? Well, I mean, look, that's what marketing's supposed to do, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why we live in a data-driven world in today's world. That's how everything that every social media platform you you have knows what ads to show you, right? They right. know what you looked up on your web browser five minutes ago, you know, because speak, you've attached speak for the yourself. Two. Speak for yourself. I use Brave. They're not <laughs> tracking me. Yeah, sure. That's when you know you're being tracked. Is when they're telling you you're not being tracked. Right. Um. But, you know, so that I don't know what else you want to get into today, but we're no, going to. I think we're good for today. I do just, you know, as, <clears throat> as, as we always do, I like to leave you with, uh, you know, with a bit of wisdom. <sighs> Big man, the economy's getting rough out there. That's it? That's your wisdom? No, no, hold on, wait. Ask me how rough it is. How rough is it? I saw a white girl running the weed whacker on a landscaping crew if lauren cannot make money selling her feed pics on the internet the economy's in trouble we're doomed you're gonna get us canceled on our very first live but all right that's the show folks we'll be back soon hopefully we're gonna get up to we're gonna keep working on this to get it up to a couple of times a week we'll make danny work for his life yeah we we're we're gonna do this on friday i booked this I'm, i'm ready for friday so all right folks we'll see